Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith, and I'm so excited to have you with us again, family. Now, I just want to say that before we get into it with this guest that we have today, I do have to talk to you about some housekeeping things, all right? I went into YouTube. I looked up some of the basically the data that they provided or the data, depending on how you say that word. And I found out that about 77.1% of the people that actually watch these episodes never subscribe. I was shocked as you are shocked right now. So if that is you, I want to remind you to like, comment, subscribe. It indeed helps this, champ, this channel go back. I don't ask for much, but if you could like, comment and subscribe, especially when you have that mm-hmm moment that Robert is going to provide us. Yes, I said his name, but I'm going to introduce him in a moment. You definitely want to be able to write down that comment and make sure that it's there. It really does help the channel. But yes, I did give you a clue into who this person is. I'm actually going to throw another thing in there. I want you to guess or put in the comment below who this next person looks like. What celebrity look like does this next person have? And I know he's laughing already, but I'm going to bring to the stage with us none other than Robert Creighton and Robert actually has an amazing story about how he started off in tech sales and moved into starting his own business and we're going to bring that bring bring that up in a few minutes (laughs) without further ado Rob Robert how are you doing man is everything well oh I'm doing well we made it we made it looks like we made it we made it hey Joseph (laughs) so excited to be with you on your show today um and yeah, I'm just very excited and honored to, to, to be with you today and share parts of my, my story. And I hope that it, my story at the end of the day encourages people to subscribe to this show <laughs> because that's what's most important. I just love the insights and the stories that you're telling here. So I'm happy to be here with you today. And I'm happy to have you. And trust me, they're going to subscribe not only to my story or my or my channel i should say but they also subscribe to what you got going on and i'm not going to state say the name i want you i want to leave it for you but before i do that i got to do the housekeeping another part of housekeeping which is remind people how these conversations flow so we start from the boots which is symbolic of the journey and we go always to the brain which is symbolic of the mindset someone needs to have not only to be where robert is today but then to scale from there so rob without further ado Let's start from the very beginning because the very beginning is a good place to start. Tell us how it started for you. Wow. Well, I'm from Oakland, California. I'm from the Bay. Um, I grew up kind of humble beginnings, you know, Um, had both my parents in my life, uh, but I was I I was raised by a single parent in the sense that, um, you know, it was just my mom in the household, uh, you know, raising me on on a day to day basis. And um, I just grew up like any other kind of black uh, kid in in you know an urban city like Oakland you know um saw lots of possibilities when it came to career you know a career and thinking about like what I wanted to be uh you know in my pro- professional life there wasn't really many options for me at least that I was aware of uh like my mom was in real estate so that was something that I knew about my dad was a plumber but other than those two things it was more so like the typical athlete entertainer and um and so, you know, that's that's just a little bit about my upbringing. I really don't think it's much different than a lot of folks out there. And um, I just so happened to, you know, uh, get lucky in a, cir- in a few circumstances, find my way into college and into tech, which I'm sure we'll get into. But 
um, that that's a little bit about just kind of my upbringing, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing up in Oakland, California. Nice, nice. And so, Robert, I'm listening to your story, and I don't know if people were like saying to themselves, "He looks like somebody." Well, again, like I said, put it in the chat, whoever he th you think he looks like. But uh, <laughs> I confirmed he's not related to that person, if you're thinking who they are. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I want to kind of go a little bit into your story. So let's talk about high school, Rob. Like, tell me okay. a little bit about who he was and and a little bit about, did you always have an entrepreneur spirit? Is that something that you always had growing up? I didn't have an entrepreneurial spirit, but I definitely want, I had desires and wanted things and wanted to be able to support myself because obviously growing up in like poverty and whatnot, you're not able to get all the things that, you know, some other people may have. And obviously I'm not blind. I can see, you know, the things out there and I would want those things, whether it be like shoes or, you know, cell phones, things of that nature. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't out there like, uh, starting my own business at an early age in high school, but um, I did start working very early. So um, I, I decided to like skip the sports path, you know, just due to circumstance. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to play sports. I'm going to get a job. And uh, my first job in high school, I was, I was 14 and I got this job going door to door selling newspaper subscriptions throughout the Bay. So it was straight commission. I'm going door to door um, offering homeowners, you know, newspaper subscriptions and um, that's what I did. And I also was very involved in a program we had at, I went to San Leandro High School uh, called DECA. And so DECA was basically, it was an entrepreneurial marketing kind of club within high school. Think like workshop, think uh, like, uh, you know, media production, these workshops, but specifically for entrepreneurship and marketing, um, where I was able to participate in these like pitch competitions. And so that was actually something, I was the VP of that my senior year. So that was definitely something that I was, um very much involved in so if it was work or deca and then i also like to turn up man i'm not gonna lie to you you know the bay area you know it's urban city it's a lot going on out here you know for folks under the age of 18 and um so that was kind of the life i was living in high school wow 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 so you 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 definitely try to take full advantage of the time that you had and a part of me feels that there are some leadership qualities that started to emerge at that age would you agree with me would you say that the things that you were doing, you kind of were showing signs of leadership there. Absolutely. Absolutely. In retrospect, yes. You know, in the moment, I didn't really see myself as a leader. And even at that time, you know, I think leadership is not something I don't know if somebody is just fully a leader. I mean, there was definitely times in my life where I was absolutely a follower and the follower in the wrong sense, following the wrong things. But um, I think also by the grace of God, there were some kind of uh, lights of leadership that I just I displayed at an early age. And um, now I'm just grateful to be able to reflect and kind of appreciate those moments. Absolutely. And that's a good thing that he mentioned, family. If you're listening, reflect on the moments. Talk. Think about the times in the past where, you know, you may have, you know, you may think it wasn't a big deal, whether it was your high school upbringing or if you were if you were raised by your family. We sometimes kind of skimp over those moments and say, ah, you know, it, it, it is something that probably everybody experienced. But really. Every story is unique, like the strand of DNA. And so I want to encourage you to take some time right now and reflect and think about what kind of skills were you developing at a younger age and realize something. So, something my wife actually said to me when I was getting into tech. She was looking, thinking about who I was, what I've been through. And she said, man, 
you were built for this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, everything that you have gone through has prepared you for such a time as this. And sometimes we don't realize that. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because you may think that what you've gone through is insignificant, or you may think that what you have gone through, listener, is not something of value, but it all adds up in the end. So if you feel like, hey, you know what? I would love to get a deeper dive into learning more about tech. As you know, I'm, I'm an affiliate with Course Careers here. And so go ahead, click that link, follow that link. And either if it's tech sales, great. If it is digital marketing, great. If it is IT, great. But you want to kind of start to find your way into this space because I believe that we don't realize the potential that we have as a people, uh, if you know what I mean. I want you to get into this space because there's a lot that you can learn, a lot that you can wean from and grow from just by getting to the space and being around people that's in the space. But enough about what I'm thinking. Let's continue with Robert Rob's story. I like Rob. I must, let's continue with Rob's story. And so let's talk about a little bit about now you're going from high school to college. What was college like for Rob? College was also fun, more of the same, more of the same. So I studied sociology and I minored in business. So I always... I really just love that combination of education that I had because, you know, I went to, you know, business, you're learning about economics, you're learning about financial finances. And although you might have an ethics course here and there, uh, for the most part, it's about business, about making money. And sociology, especially at San Jose State, was very progressive, very much like, hey, like, we're, we're, we're learning about the Chevron, you know, the, the, the oil spills and corporate responsibility. And like, it's very much anti-business. So I always say like, I have a yin and yang and I can see kind of both sides of the coin as it relates to society as well as business. And so um, that was kind of a, the education piece, but more back to the social piece, definitely had a good time, <laughs> had a good time in college too. You know, I'm not gonna lie, like uh, San Jose state Spartan up. We had a great time. And um made some really good connections. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was my college experience. Um, graduated in four years and I also worked all throughout college. So beginning my freshman year of college, I, I got a job. And uh, for the three year, my sophomore through senior year, I actually started working in the solar industry, which is I'm sure how I break into tech, right? But I was working in the solar industry um, doing like some very entry level work for the solar cell, the sales team within this, the, the company I was working for. And upon graduating, that's when I landed my first full-time job as a salesperson. Although I wasn't selling B2B tech, I was selling um, as a career. And um, I'm sure we'll get into like the transition into tech, but that was a little bit about college. No. Yeah. And the funny thing is I have a background in solar cells as well. I did inside Ooh. sales with what we call our confirmations department okay. and also did scheduling. So I sent the reps out. So it's, okay. it's, 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 it's amazing to see how those different skills like you're talking about is transferable to tech. And we're going to dive into that. But you said something that I think is important for people to realize. And that is in college, you made a lot of connections. Can you talk about the power of networking and how it impacted you to this day? You know, I can honestly, I can speak to that more so today. I mean, if I'm going to be transparent with you, uh, high school, I wasn't the big I wasn't a big picture thinker. Um, I was still very much like not very in tune with my, my, the leader and myself. And so I wasn't very much like open to networking and open. I was like, had my, my crew, my friends and we hung out and we went to parties together and 
I was also I was very much focused focused and dedicated on getting my studies done. But when it come when it came to networking and seeing how I could provide value to other folks outside of my friend group and who could provide value to me in my life, that was not something that was top of mind for me in college. But definitely as an adult, I can speak to that. Any networking event, I'm there, especially if it's in person. I'm there and I'm letting my felt my presence be felt. I'm there to, to serve folks and see how I can serve and also see who's, you know, God is put in front of me and in the, in the presence of me to help me and with my, my mission as well. So um, very, very, very important to network and not be afraid to network because uh, it's, it's it only brings good things usually. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we're going to talk about a, a network that uh, Rob has created. But if you are liking this so far, I hate to be that person, but I am going to be that person. Go ahead and like and comment right now. If you have a question for Rob, I'm going to post his LinkedIn here. Is that okay if I put your LinkedIn Absolutely. in the description? Yeah. So I'm going to put his LinkedIn in the description, and he's going to be able to give you some insight in regards to networking in a few. But we could get back to that solar for a little bit because, I mean, solar is – I think it's a great product. Yeah. I mean, the sun has been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Thank not – Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not going anywhere. <laughs> but, man, I can tell you working in the industry as well – it's one of the hardest things to actually have uh, a B to C sort of experience telling somebody about solar and letting them know, hey, this is actually beneficial for you because it's a high ticket item. You know, some people are spending 20, 30, 40 thousand dollars and more in regards to getting this system put in. So uh, could you talk a little bit about how you're able to navigate and grow in your selling ability being in solar sales? Well, I wasn't just a solar salesperson. Like, I was a top seller. So like, I was, Ooh, I was, I worked for a that. I was going to let it be known. Like, talk I, that. I was let it be known. Like, you know, I worked for a company called Sunrun, the, the leading solar installation company in, in the United States. And that when I worked there, we were number three behind Solar City and Sungevity. Um, But yeah, I, solar was easy for me to sell in the Bay because it was a win-win-win situation. You know, we often talk about win-win, but solar, I was able to say, was a win-win-win. Not only, obviously, if we're making the deal, it's a win for the company, but also for the customer. They're able to save, they were able to save money on their PG&E bills. And then also, how good is this? You can sleep good at night knowing that this solar system is producing, generating clean energy for the world. And see, I'm in the Bay Area where there are a lot of progressive people. And my territory was the South Bay and Peninsula. So these are all the tech people who, you know, drive Teslas. And not only do they have a high, they, they're conscious about those things. So um, it wasn't really that hard of a sell for me. Like, uh, I, you know, it, it was actually very, very much um, reaffirming at that time that sales was a career that I should actually do because I was very good at understanding a holistic view of the product, the market, the customer needs, all of that, and uh, find success. So, yeah, uh, went off a little on a tangent there. But, yeah, selling solar wasn't too hard in the Bay. <laughs> well, Sunrun should cut you a check after this because uh, <laughs> you, you, you should be still, you should get your commission checks after this from Sunrun because people will be like, hey, hey, let me call them up. Oh, yeah. no, that, that's great. And so that actually leads me to the next portion of our conversation from, from solar sales to tech sales. Yeah. Tell me about that transition for you and how did that how that happened? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, long story short, um, I just didn't think that there was much opportunity growth in the um, solar industry. Uh, you know, 
I was the number one salesperson, but I was also young and I wanted, I was just like ready to grow. I was like wanting a challenge and I just wasn't feeling like that was happening there. And there was no opportunity for growth for the foreseeable future. And so I was on LinkedIn one day. This is before LinkedIn is what it is today. And I just so happened to uh, come across a post by this company called Lever. And it was a DNI post where they had a picture with a bunch of black people. And it was like, Lever, we care about DNI. And Honestly, the black people spoke to me and I was like, you know, this seems like a cool place to work. And um, I read the job description for an SDR and it was like code calling. And I was like, oh, that's it. I can do that. Easy. You know, and um, I ended up applying, got the job. And um, that's where I broke into tech. I was an SDR for for Lever for three months before I quit <laughs> because I saw across the aisle my AE counterparts who were the ones closing deals. And mind you, I came from the closing side in solar, I felt, well, what? I shouldn't be an SDR. I'm overly qualified for this. So I, I didn't stay for very long. I, I went and tried to get my first AE role, which I was ultimately successful at. But that's kind of my story for how I broke into tech sales. Nice. And let me ask you this, because people are going to want to know, like when you said you left that SDR position to get go to the AE position, did you stay in the company and was promoted to AE or did you leave the company and went to another company to get that position. I was impatient or I had, or I had drive, however you want to frame it. <laughs> but uh, I ended up leaving. I did ask for, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm ready. Like, mind you, I wasn't there just at 50% the quota. 60. I was my first month. I broke a record for uh, meetings book. Second month. I'm like, I'm just killing it. And it's like, obvious that I'm easy. I'm not even working. I'm playing chess with my friend Sergio, who's not enterprise AE at a new company. Like, we're, I'm, I'm, it's easy for me. I'm like, look, this is, e I can be an AE. And they were giving me the runaround of, well, give us nine, 12 months. And I just felt that time was pre uh, precious. And I had, I, I knew there would be a company that would be willing to give me a shot, give me a chance. And ultimately I was right. Um, that, that, so I ended up leaving the company to go to a new company. Ooh, I know there's a lot of SDRs in training who would love to hear this because <laughs> you said you looked at your value you saw you what value you brought to the marketplace. And honestly, you took a gamble on yourself and you said, listen, I can do this. I have that creed blood in me. <laughs> I can do this. I don't need to stay here. I could actually elevate. And, and I think that a lot of people need to actually look at that and say, you know what? Tech may be a scary place, but you have relative skills, especially if you have a background in sales, that you could actually lend towards this field that actually could propel you farther than you think. And so I want to just encourage anybody there that you may you may be right there on the precipice. You may need to fine tune a few things. Definitely, if you need to fine tune some things, if you're getting if you're new to sales, get into a tech boot camp. It could probably help you to do that. Now, um, uh, Rob had a business background because of college, and he was just he just grinded out. He started working from a younger age, and so he had a lot of experience at, at the helm. And you may be thinking, I started working at a young age too. I might have a lot of experience. Don't sell yourself yourself short. You can do this. You really can. Oh, man, that's great. I, I love the fact that you 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 were AE. And I, I have to ask this question because I get to ask a lot as an SDR. Can you yeah. talk about the day in the life of an AE in your in your case? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, to a, a lot of ways, it's kind of similar to the SDR. I mean, SDR, what are you doing? You're prospecting. You're looking for that next company to go after. And that's a big part of being an AE as well. Um, I would say the difference, though, is that with an AE, you are doing the full cycle, right? So not only are you looking for new leads and new accounts to target, you're also managing the relationships that you've already built to get them to close. 
and you're and you're showing the demo, you're having those discovery calls to really understand your customers' needs. Um, and so, yeah, day in the life, you know, you typically have, you know, if you're working for a company that has leads, you, know, you typically have two to three meetings a day with new companies, um, with uh, the, the the ideal buying persona for that for the for your company, and um, yeah, depending on the sales cycle, you know, those calls can either be like initial discovery calls where you're trying to understand their needs and their pain points and their goals, or they can be demo calls where now that you understand those things, you're now showing them the demo and you can either be running the demo yourself, or if you work for a company that maybe sells more technical product, you might have a solutions engineer or a sales engineer who's running the demo for you. Um, and oftentimes if you're working, if you're, if the product that your company sells is transactional, those two calls, the discovery and the demo can be done on the same call. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of those two meetings or follow-up negotiating meetings or calls just to answer questions for the product to get the deal signed. And then you're also, the last part of this is, you, you know, you're, 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 you're managing the internal resources to get deals done. So oftentimes when a company is buying your product, they might have to go through legal procurement. So you're having to you know, get all the information so that your customer can ultimately become a customer and buy. So you're, you're making sure that those che- you're hitting those check boxes uh, for those customers. That's good. That's really good stuff there. And so y'all, y'all taking notes, right? Y'all taking notes. Yeah. Y'all can even write your notes in the comment section. Use it as your booklet <laughs> if you want to, because this is some good, good information. And I know that you all, all eating it up, right? So I, I know you were an account executive. Can you talk about you got got to be an account executive? Uh, how long were you in that field, and what, if anything, pushed you to do and become more? Yeah, so I was an AE from 2017 through last year. So my last role as an AE was last August is when I. So about five years I was an AE, four or five years I was an AE, um, and um. Yeah, I think even as an AE, I've always wanted more. So I'm not going to toot my own horn, I think, but in every role that I've had, I've ultimately become a leader in that role in terms of like production. Okay. And I also see myself as a leader in terms of having a perspective on how things should be done. Um, and, uh, and so with that comes a desire for more, more pay, more responsibility. And so that's definitely been something that's been a common theme of my career so far. Um, and so what, and what was the second question? Yeah. So you, as an account executive, what made you want more? And you kind of hinted that. And yeah. now you mentioned that you ended that pretty much last year, I believe you said. Yeah. Yep. What made you make that transition and, and what, and because I'm assuming people don't know about your background, so I'm, I'm trying to trying to prime them up for this. So, what led you to make that transition, and what did you go to? Yeah, so just to give you a little bit more of the uh, the journey, um, in around September October of 2021, I started to have these dreams and aspirations to build a, my own company. And the found, I mean, the found those dream, those dreams actually stemmed from me working at an early stage startup. So I worked for a very early stage startup called Triple Byte, fifty people. You, you're you're involved in everything. You're you know, when you work for that small of a company, 
it's much more transparent versus working for like an enterprise company where like you're just another cog in the wheel, right? So um, just seeing decisions being made and the impact of such decisions, the impact that those decisions can be made, both in terms of product, uh, both in terms of go-to market strategy and pricing strategy, as well as product strategy, what features are built. I, I, it just was very inspiring to me. And, um, you know, I was working in the talent acquisition space. And uh, so my customers were talent acquisition leaders. And every sales call, they question me, are we looking for a diversity? <laughs> we're looking for diversity. And there's just, there was not a lot of companies offering that. And, um, and I just felt like the companies that were, weren't doing it right. And that was the beginning of me thinking about how would I, Robert Creighton, how would I go about solving that problem? And um, and then I started to reflect on what 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 problems do I also have, you know, in my own career and like uh, kind of having to make decisions in the dark low key or not having that support and that mentorship in my career, or, you know. Um, so that's that's what ultimately led me on the entrepreneurial journey while I was in AE. And in tech, in tech there's a couple of ways you can become an entrepreneur. Like you can become an entrepreneur by just getting started by what you have and doing things in a way that don't scale, or you can learn how to write code or and build software and kind of go that route. And um, I ultimately did both, but I'll pause there and let you kind of ask the next question. Cause I, you know, I can go on a tangent, you know? No, keep, I love tangents. You can keep going. If you feel, if you feel the need, if it's in your heart, keep going. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> but here's the thing is that, we can start companies, but, you know, at the end of the day, I felt that in my heart, there needed to be companies that were like on the scale of Google and Microsoft and LinkedIn and Apple that were ran by people that look like us. And um, I just felt like there wasn't. And I wondered why. And, you know, and um, so that was a big part of the desire to like start Jobski as well was. I want to build a company that's on that level because it's that level where you can really make an impact. Think about all the data a company like LinkedIn has. Ton. And how could they and like how could they really use it to serve the people that need it the most? Mm. You know what I mean? And um, so I'm on a mission <laughs> to build like a company of that scale where it's like millions of we're supported, we're millions of people, billions of people. We are helping, and it's ran by somebody that looks like us. Um, and so that's the that's the that's the journey I'm on. Facts, 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 right there. Now I'm gonna have to peel the onion back for people because they said Jobski. What's Jobski? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you as the CEO and founder. Can you explain what Jobski is for the person that never heard Jobski before? Yeah, Jobski is a career advancement platform for revenue and go-to-market professionals. And our mission, our goal is to help you find your insider in tech. There's this whole phrase, breaking into tech. I've used it before. We've all used it, breaking into tech. Why does tech have to be something that's broken into? Why can't tech be welcoming and inclusive and something you just walk right into and you have to support? Mm. And so this is what we're doing with Jobski. We help you find your insider, whether that be insider in terms of in the job search, someone that can coach you through their interview process or perhaps even give you a referral or insider in terms of a mentor, someone who's a little bit further ahead, they're in tech, they're in that next phase where you are looking to go that can drop some gems and provide you with a little bit of guidance on, 
on your own career journey. So that's what we do. We're a career advancement platform helping folks find their insiders in tech. Ooh, I saw I I, I could see it now. The SDRs are salivating by the by the minute. <laughs> they said, What? This exists? And it's from a founder by Rob. What he looks like me. Like, <laughs> like they they are they are they are they are they're gonna start going crazy. So don't worry, I, I got you covered. I'm gonna put the link to Jobski in the description below. And as a person that has personally used Jobski myself, I can attest great value in there. I had a mentorship call. I was able to post a call, um, post excuse me a job as well, trying to help people out to people that were looking for work. And so you and so it's a great place because it's a it's a place where you could also give as well as receive. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's a network, and it's so funny the leadership that he developed at a younger age. Plus the, the 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 starting to develop a network as he went into his young adult years and realizing that there was a gap in the industry for a place that could really facilitate this growth for people that are looking to not break in, but walk right in with open arms because they are welcomed into the industry. Now, before we go on, I'm going to say a quote real quickly because I love saying quotes by Dr. Myron Golden. This is my favorite quote from him. He says, your time will come whether you are ready or not. If you are ready, it will reveal you. But if you are not ready, it will expose you. Mm. And so we want to get ready. And Jobski is a great place to get ready for the next, as well as course careers is a great place to get ready for the next. So if you want to consider getting to tech sales, digital marketing and IT, consider course careers as well. You could go through the program of course careers. You could learn skills there. And then you could also go to Jobski and get levels of mentorship as well as see different job postings, as well as a plethora of other different features that are on that website. And, and it's us, y'all. We are up in there as well as other people. I'm not trying to be exclusive. Everybody, we were all up in Jobski, right? So you definitely want to consider looking into that as you grow. Now, speaking of Jobski, I know you talked about what Jobski is. Rob, but can you talk a little bit about, about the different features that are there? I know we talk about mentorship, but what are the different things that currently are in Jobski that if somebody was looking to get into an SDR role right now or an AE role or any role that's revenue generating, like you said, what are the different resources that you provide? Absolutely. And first of all, I want to thank you for being an early user. And, uh, you know, the platform is, is coming a long way and it's going to continue to go a long way. It's a growth. It's a it's a work in progress. And it's folks like you that are coming along this journey and make it like re really exciting. Um, but in terms of the features on Jobski, there's really three things that you can do on the platform right now. There's, you know, find a job through a referral or through a coffee chat with another member. So as you mentioned, you can give to the platform. You can share jobs at your company. And then folks that are actively on the hunt, they can request a coffee chat or request a referral from you because the, you know, what, what the data shows is that you're much more likely to land an interview and ultimately get hired if you're getting in through an insider, through a referral. Mm. Um, applying cold hundreds of applications, it's, that's one strategy, but it's a strategy that works um, less often than, uh, than, than not. And uh, so that's one aspect. The other aspect is finding mentors. So we have folks that are a bit more senior who want to give, who want to meet with you and kind of hear your career aspirations and share basically advice and be a, a sounding board for you on how to get to where you ultimately want to be. And it's meant to be both a networking, a mentorship thing, but also networking. It's always good to expand your network and meet new people. And then the final thing, we have an advice forum. So it's a forum where our users, our members can 
make posts and uh, hear from not only the community, but actual also mentors um, and just get advice and insights when they need it um, uh, at their fingertips. So those are the three things. We also do events. So just by being a member of the community, you get invites to events. But um, yeah, that, those are the those are the current things that we're up to right now. Yeah, and there are some events that are coming. I actually saw you posted that. I reposted it so yes. that people could see. There's current events that are coming up. People have been asking me for coaching as well. There's coaches there. There's mentors there. So you definitely want to use Jobski as a resource family. Now, I do have to say this because I like to pull back the onion. I want to give people not only the great things, but also the challenging things. Now, can you talk a little bit about the challenges, uh, especially myself? I was an early adapter to it. It's in the early stages. Can you talk about the challenges of starting a business of this magnitude, especially when you have big boys like LinkedIn and others around? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, it's it's freaking hard. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work, you know, uh, and every day it's like you're fighting to survive. It's like if mm. I don't if I don't work on this, then the this whole project will die. <laughs> so wow, yeah. And so it's um it's a lot of work getting this off the ground. It's a lot a lot of work. I can't I can't emphasize it enough. Like I'm talking up till two three a.m. writing code and staying mm. up having phone calls and you know it's working on the weekends. So it's a lot of work and um, but it's all meaningful and it's all worthwhile because. At the end of the day, it's not just about like the benefits that the platform provides. I think a lot of people that look like us, they get inspired when they see someone building something that no one else that looks like them is building. Like we we are entrepreneurial in our spirit. We are go-getters mm. in our spirit. But just in terms of the resources and what's been exposed to us as people, we don't know that building a tech company isn't as far-fetched as we think it is. And so- mm. Wow. It's, it's also like whether or not Jobski becomes something big and millions of people use it, even if me just doing this inspires someone else to go and learn how to write code and say, OK, I'm going to learn how to write code on the weekends because it's not that complicated. We often say, oh, I'm not tech or I you know like it's not that hard. You put your mind to it. You can do whatever you want. And if you don't put your mind to it, you won't be able to do it. So it's up to you. The decisions in your hands. But um. Yeah, another tangent, but that's that's just that's just how I feel about the situation. And um, but uh, de definitely lots of hard things about building it. Lots of bugs. <laughs> so you know, when you talk about building a web app, the smallest detail can cause the biggest bug. Like the smallest mm. miss can cause your whole website to just throw an error and nobody can use it. So. Definitely just taught me the value of um, paying attention to the close details. And I'm by far no, I'm not perfect. Like if you use JavaScript today, you might find a misspelled word or a, uh, a, a slight bug. But um, that's just the nature of building a web app as a bootstrap founder. And for the folks that are listening who go on JavaScript and find the bug, let me know. Send me an email if you see a bug, a misspelled word, a word and I'll give you a free month of JavaScript premium. <laughs> So you know, you know, we like free. Everybody yeah. can be going in to see if they can find a bug. Now you get a bunch of QA <laughs> testers all of a sudden. You look hard enough to find something. Like it's like finding an Easter egg. You get, you get free a month free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a QA tester now. Let me. Let me <laughs> right. exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Um. No, this is really good. I think people really needed to hear that information because they think it's far fetched. Like you said, they think it's 
something out of their realm of possibility to start a tech company, but yeah. you are living proof of that. And I think what we should do community, if we can, if you're not on Jobski, definitely get on Jobski, support Rob, support the work he's doing. Cause listen, you guys come to myself and other coaches and other people within the tech industry looking for resources like Jobski. And Rob was able to provide that. So I'm just going to put it right down in the link below, in the description below, excuse me. I'm going to put the link in the description below. And you want to click on that, join that today, join that. Uh, you should join it yesterday, but join it today <laughs> and get plugged in. And so we're actually going to be wrapping up. This has been really good. A lot of good stuff out of this. Uh, man, a lot of good stuff good stuff out of this so i'm going to wrap it up here by asking you we talked about leadership we talked about networking right yeah. what is the mindset that someone needs to have to be where you are rob and to scale from there i think it really comes down to two things for me i think it's like a well two words or three words drive grit and just openness to learn which is like five words, but y'all you, know what I mean. <laughs> Drive, grit, and openness to like, and willingness to learn. Like oftentimes that grind and grit, that's just got to be in you. You just got to, that's kind of got to be in you. Either you got it or you don't. I don't know how people can get the drive or grit, but the good thing is that you can tell yourself you got it and now you got it, right? And just do it. Like that's the drive and grit to me. Just do it like Nike, right? And then the openness to learn, that's important as well. But I think a lot of times in our communities, we, there's, we put ourselves in a box because people, the world puts us in a box. That's a fact. So if the world is putting you in a box, you don't need to put yourself inside another box. Like, mm -hmm. No Russian dolls here. That's right. Out the box. Take yourself out the box. Take your mind out the box. Think outside the box because that's really mm -hmm. where greatness is found. That's where your life expands. That's where you could just open up your life to the world of possibilities that you couldn't have even imagine. And um Believe me, like growing up on, you know, 55th and Bancroft, 76th and Hillside, you know, by all, I, I had no idea that I'd be in Africa and in Europe traveling the world and being able to experience the things, build a tech company and being able to influence people. But I think it's a testament to the drive, the grit, but then also just my openness to receive and love and, and welcome um, just all of the things that the world has to offer because it really is here for you to take advantage of and to nurture and to, you know, all the good things. So that's my parting words to the listeners. Mm. So good. So, so good. You know what? Normally I do part here. I just have one more question I think will be okay. helpful. You're doing everything yourself pretty much. That's what it sounds like, right? Almost everything. Yes, but shout out to the good people. Shout out to Justin Solis. Shout out to uh, Morgan Thomas Hall. Shout out to Farron Adams. Shout out to um, Markia Brockchester. Shout out to you. Shout out to all the early users because, yes, I, I, I'm writing the code myself. But in terms of this support that I'm getting, it's uh, it's definitely a community thing. Hmm. And the reason why I wanna, wanna, wanted to mention that, if you have any sort of skills, software engineering, I don't know, who, who would you say you would need for this season, if anybody wants to come alongside and journey with you, because sometimes people are like, "Hey, listen, I forget about the money. I just want to. I'm a. I'm a fan of the vision. I want to help and support how I can. I, how I ever I can. What kind of support would you say you need right now, specifically? I know we have early tests, early people that are adopting it, of course. But what yeah. what people that you would say you would need? That's a good question. That's a great question. I need a little bit of everything. I mean, just obviously being <laughs> being involved in the community, spreading the word is helpful. But, you know, there's all type of stuff like I'm not active on social media, like on like TikTok and Instagram. And there's 
like course careers are big on that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, that's a job. That's something that somebody could like literally own. But um, yeah, there's a little bit of everything. Here's what I'll say is that I'm always open to partnering and seeing both how like I can help you and you can help me. Like, and I, I you don't have to help me for me to help you. If I can help you, I'm going to help you regardless. Um, so if, if this, if this, is speaking to any of the listeners, just shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Like I'm very responsive. We can set up a coffee chat. I can get to know a little bit about you. You can get to know a little bit about me and we can see if there's an opportunity for us to help one another. Awesome. Digitally, digital marketing grads, reach out to him. <laughs> digital reach marketing out. grads, reach, reach out. out. Reach out. This has been great, Rob. And I hope that we see that we could talk about this maybe next year, five years from now and see how far Jobski grows. And then we could all be proud and say, man, we all had a hand at helping Rob have this vision come to fruition. Man, this is absolutely let's put it on the calendar a year from now. Me, you and I will chat. We'll 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 talk about the, the lessons and the wins. And um, I would love to do that. If God permitted me to live that long, consider it done. <laughs> absolutely. Early 30, man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Well, with that being said, family, you know the deal. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad that you both, both Rob and I are glad that you are here. Again, like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Follow Jobski. Follow Rob on LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow him as well. And like always, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family.